You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. The Doctors' Lounge has historically been a place for doctors to socialize, relax, and confer on all things medical. The lounge, which was once bustling, now looks like a ghost town. What's happened? What are the causes and the implications? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill. Joining me today is Robert Lovis, who has been reporting on the medical profession since 1988. He covers practice management and edits medical economics tech talk column. Welcome, Bob. Hey, Dr. Kaskill. How are you doing? I am well, thank you. Bob, what are, what are you hearing out there? What are doctors telling you about the state of the doctor's lounge at the hospital? I came across this topic, Dr. Kaskill, just in a you know, casual conversation with a physician, and he said that the uh, physician lounge at his hospital was like a ghost town. So I proceeded to ask other doctors, and I basically heard the same story over and over. It was interesting. Uh, I talked to one physician, an internist, and he said that he bumped into a surgeon in a hallway at the hospital, and uh, they hadn't seen each other for three years, and they were in the same office building. And normally in the past, they're they would have crossed paths and in the lounge, but you know they didn't. So what you know? What are they saying? Why are they not going to the lounge, or is the lounge changed in any any way? I mean, are they not what they used to be? Is it the fact that there's no coffee and donuts available anymore? I mean, what what stands out in in terms of what's changed? Usually, coffee and donuts will attract a big crowd, magazines and such, but. I think the biggest cause, uh, the most obvious cause, is the rise of the hospitalist movement. Uh, you have uh, internists who specialize in inpatient care, and when a doctor in the community admits a patient, that hospitalist takes over, and then the, the admitting doctor really doesn't have to round on that patient. He has no pressing reason to go to the hospital. So that's a big contributor. There, There's probably around 12 10, 12,000 hospitalists and increasing. So, I mean, why aren't the hospitalists using the doctor's lounge and schmoozing with the specialists? Well, now, the hospitalists might be going there, but uh, since they are uh, still a minority in medicine, if you're missing the community-based uh, physicians, uh, you're going to see fewer heads in that uh, room. Yeah. So, are there besides the hospitalists, do you think there's other reasons for the doctor's lounge declining? It's a microcosm of the whole healthcare system. I don't want to be too grandiose, but there there are a number of causes for this uh, institution's decline, which are emblematic of uh, many trends in healthcare. I think one of the uh, uh, other big trends is that you have more employed physicians. The doctor's lounge traditionally has been a place to network, and if you're an independent physician, you own your own practice, you might go in there and you talk to a colleague about, hey, I need a new accountant. Who's good? Or I've got to replace this office manager. What can I do? Uh, is there a cheap place to buy office furniture? Uh, the, my waiting room looks horrible. So a self-employed doctor is going to ask all those kinds of questions, and the doctor's lounge is a good place to, to network. And if you're an employed physician, you're not asking those kinds of uh, questions. You don't have those issues on, on your mind because you're not making those decisions about picking uh, office furniture. I, I personally lament the loss of the doctor's lounge. When I first got into practice about 15 years ago, the doctor's lounge was lively, and there was a lot of conversation. Most of it revolved around watching CNBC and the stock market and doctors sharing 
stock picks, but there was a sense of community. There was a sense of belonging. There was a sense of camaraderie. And it's all gone, and it's it's sad. It is very sad. Yeah, it was interesting, uh, Dr. Caskell. I heard one physician talk about the days when people used to sit down and play cards. It's interesting. The uh, the managed care era, era has changed uh, the dynamic. Uh, in the past, uh, the doctor's lounge was a place where you could network, and maybe you'd find another doctor you'd want to refer your patients to. If you needed a rheumatologist or you, you were looking for a good general surgeon, this is a place where you can meet people, uh, you can cultivate referrals. Well, now your referrals are often limited in uh, managed care networks. Right. There's there's no face anymore to the doctor, and we're, we're pretty much limited in who we can send patients to. We can't send them to someone we know personally or have confidence in, and a lot of times patients ask for referrals to somebody. And uh, I don't know anybody to send them to, and I'm picking a name out of a book, which is which is terrible. And I bet you you have a lot of surgeon friends, right? Well, surgeons and internists historically are not friends because surgeons like to cut and to cure, and they think they call internists fleas because we're usually just kind of hovering over the the patient. So it's kind of like oil and water, internists and surgeons. I understand, but at least you know of surgeons, and probably some of these acquaintances of yours. Instead of operating on people in the hospital, they're operating on people in their own surgery centers. You have a lot of procedures, whether it's a surgery or a diagnostic procedure, that's done outside of the hospital. You have freestanding facilities, and you have doctors who are doing more things in their own office. So the rise of ancillary services and freestanding surgery centers, that has also reduced the need to go to the hospital. And, 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 of course, if you don't go to the hospital, you don't see as many doctors in the lounge. You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Caskell, and I'm with Bob Lovis, senior editor at Medical Economics, a leading business journal for practicing physicians. We're talking about the, the death and the decline of the doctor's lounge and the results it has on, on practicing in, in 2007. Bob, do you think hospitals are contributing in any way to the problem? I do, and that was surprising to hear. Now, I went to one physician's lounge in St. Louis just to check things out, and they had a wonderful buffet, and I think they were trying very hard to please their physicians. By the way, this is also a hospital that employs a lot of physicians, so in a sense they're taking care of their employees. But I've heard other doctors talk about how their lounges are less of a priority for their hospitals. Sometimes they've been eliminated or they've been opened up to non-physicians, which makes it less of a professional refuge. And others have been actually downsized or they've been moved to some uh, place off the beaten path. So, yeah, there's a sense that many hospitals aren't as interested in this lounge for their uh, hospital staff. And that's a symptom, too, of strained relations between hospitals and doctors. You have more economic competition between them, and that, I think, affects the relationship. And you have clashes over doctors not wanting to cover uh, for the emergency room. They think it's really a big distraction and it's a, a liability risk, and so they're negotiating with the hospital about, well, what are you going to pay me to do this? And so there's more of a strained relation, and I, I can easily understand why hospitals wouldn't have as much goodwill toward the physician and therefore 
maybe not be as interested in having a nice lounge. So the rise of the Internet obviously has changed many people's lives. Now we have access to pretty much experts in any question I have. I can log on to Up to Date and find out exact answers. So I don't really need to kind of do what's called the curbside anymore in the in the doctor's lounge. So I'm actually getting an expert instead of just whoever's in the lounge that morning schmoozing. So that's that's one upside. But again, there is this loss of relationships. And, and you know, as a matter of fact, when we started this channel, we were thinking of calling the channel the doctor's lounge, a place for doctors to come and listen and kind of recreate that feeling that has been lost from the doctor's lounge. So, you know, I the internet can substitute for FaceTime, but but it's still not the same thing. I agree. And, um, you know, the, the Internet and computer technology has its pluses and minuses. You have actually more computers in the, the doctor's lounge. The hospital might put a workstation there so a doctor can maybe, you know, check his stocks, check a ball score, or maybe even look at hospital records. Or they bring in their laptop, but then you have doctors who are glued to their screens and they're not talking to other people. But you, you raised the point about the Internet and the Internet has been a boon to doctors in uh, small-town America and uh, the country aside because they can talk to people all over the country by email. They can have this virtual community, and maybe they don't have the same number of doctors uh, locally you know, to schmooze with. But uh, you're right. You can't see the expression on somebody's face when they send you an email. Right. Yeah. So the Internet may be enhancing... Uh, access to information, but it's not necessarily improving the quality of our lives. It's just speeding it up. Right. And I think there is something to be said for curbside consults, even though doctors shouldn't rely on anecdotal information that they get from uh, somebody in a doctor's lounge. I think there are plenty of conversations that doctors can have uh, one-on-one, which are are paramount. I, I think HIPAA may have perhaps... Uh, affected the doctor's lounge because we're we're so afraid to talk about anything or hear have anyone overhear us that that we're we're censoring ourselves and we're avoiding these kind of intimate conversations and as a result the doctor's lounge is dying. I've heard that same comment about HIPAA, Doctor Caskell. It just even though it really doesn't officially forbid doctors from having these so-called curbside consults, it still makes them paranoid. And so they just uh, are less likely to talk. So as a result of the doctor's lounge decline, do you see that doctors are getting depressed? Are they, are they missing each other? I mean, there's got to be a fallout. Yes. Uh, we, I suspected that there would be a fallout when I, when I investigated this subject for a story in our magazine. There's professional isolation on a number of fronts. Membership in organized medicine on the county level is, has suffered. I've heard doctors report that meet, you know, hospital staff meetings are less attended. So there's a, a trend, not just with the lounge, but with other forums for doctors, that there's just a little bit uh, less of togetherness. My hospital actually brings in famous guest speakers for the annual meeting just to get the doctors to come in. Otherwise, the doctors would not come in. And they also have to have a, an amazing buffet of food and an open bar. It's the, it's the only way to attract the physicians. Well, and togetherness and community contribute toward mental health. I talked to a physician who is basically a professional coach for doctors 
out in California, and he uh, says, yeah, if you have people who are isolated and, and lonely, that they're going to become more irritable, they're more prone to be burned out, and that just leads to a cascade of bad consequences. They don't speak in a nice tone of voice to their patients, and the patient gets mad, and, and when that patient has a bad outcome, he thinks about suing. So it's just sort of a snowball effect that if you, if the community suffers, the doctor's uh, state of mind suffers. So, yeah, I think it is important to have uh, that collegiality. Right. Bob, I want to thank you for coming on the show today and talking about the disappearance and the decline of the physician's lounge and the impact it's having on physicians' personal and professional lives. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>